This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome to a special edition of Golf Talk Canada. The gang is all here. Scully, Weeks, Zacchino, as we continue our year in review specials. And today is really one of my favorite shows because it's it's really anything goes. The gloves are off. We'll look at disappointments. We'll look at surprises. We'll look at some predictions for next year. I mean, there's anything and everything. And I love the fact that I have no idea really where you guys are going, which is awesome because it makes it so much fun to do these shows. And I've got so much anticipation for next year with the Ryder Cup in Rome and U.S. Open going to L.A. Country Club. I'm just already pumped to kick off next season of Golf Talk Canada. But today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to kick off today's show with our favorite segment. And we're gonna kick off our year review here special with winners, weird and what, three dub of the year. And Bob, the T is yours. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun, we're having fun. Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark. Well, thank you for that. And uh, what a what a uh, thrill to have a year end um, winners weird and what. And for that reason, my winner is none other than Brooke Henderson. And how could you not have a winner like Brooke Henderson for the year she had uh, so many great performances over the year. But obviously the major stands out. She has two wins. She sort of, I would say, uh, bounced back from a year that was, um, you know, even from COVID the last little bit, she has not really been herself. She seemed to be having more fun on the golf course. She seemed to be enjoying herself on the golf course and winning that major championship after let's face it, a bit of a major drought. Uh, she had come close, but not all that close over the years. And so that was a big win for Brooke Henderson. Um, I will be very shocked if she is not named or at least considered for all the athlete of the year awards uh recognitions at the end of this year um adam would you believe with that you think she's going to be got a chance to be athlete of the year a hundred percent and obviously we're biased in, in what we do but she is the canadian golf story of the year by a country mile and in, in my opinion anyway and in terms of an individual sport for canadians we saw a couple of years ago with bianca andrescu doing what she did at the in the tennis at the u.s open but for brooke henderson to take the next step and she's the greatest canadian golfer of all time in my mind and now she's taking that next step i wouldn't be surprised if, if she does if she is the canadian athlete of the year. and it helps guys right not being an olympic year like yeah. often there yeah. are times when i thought you know brooke should have won and i would have been hey if i had a vote i would have voted for her but when you're yeah. an olympic year you know how hard it's going to be to be a non-olympic athlete and get it done so i'm with bob she's gotta be right there in the running yeah uh my weird and you know you guys know that i like to sort of stray from the professional <laughs> tours and things to get into my weird so i had trouble narrowing them down i mean there was a couple there was uh the story of a, a woman getting um taking cops on a, on a chase over a golf course that went for probably 15 minutes and had people jumping out of golf carts because they were afraid that they were going to uh, get hit by this woman. They eventually caught her. Then there was another one of a woman who was took a golf cart on interstate 95 in Florida and was pulled over and said that um, 
said that there was, you know, she thought you were allowed to drive a golf cart on the interstate. The <laughs> open, open bottle of Fireball in her. Bob, they game. let her drive it at the villages. Why not on <laughs> <Yeah>. the interstate? <laughs> <laughs> the open bottle of fireball may have been a bit of a giveaway as to what was going on, but the, the craziest story of the year has to be, um, I don't know where Delray beach, Florida, excuse me, 74 year old Robert Levine had a, uh, a little bit of a, up, was, it was a little upset because Herbert Merritt was walking his dog on the golf course at Kings point in, uh, on the 15th hole actually. And so much, he was so upset. He shot him in the foot, and when he went down, he beat him over the head with a golf club. And then he got in his cart and returned to his golf game huh. and just went on. And so this poor guy crawled over to, to the to a residence, got the phone. The police came, and Mr. Levine is uh, now in custody. But how upset do you have to be that someone is walking a, golf, a dog on your golf course to actually shoot him and then beat him? Mark, this is over the top. I, it is over the top, Bob. And you know what I love about all these? Typically, just, and this is a generalization, but if I go back in my memory through the year when you tell these stories, they're always in Florida. Yes. <laughs> it's a, Florida it's man. A, Florida man. This should have been, like, winners, we're why Bob's weird should be called the Florida man segment of the show, Bob, because, I mean, it just seems to be a prerequisite. But you're right. Like, how angry do you have to be? But, uh, hey, nobody got hurt, right? So. No, well, well, except for the guy who got shot in the ankle. Well, I mean, the yeah, we didn't know. No, we have no deaths, right? We have no, no deaths. Exactly. No, that's what I, I laugh I, at these because these are serious yeah. situations yeah. that go on there, but they are just so bizarre. Um, and my what is uh, is a is a, a feel good story for me of the year. What a, what a feel good story it is, and that's how I'm bringing the what into it. Ryan Bram uh, is a I guess you'd call him a sort of a journeyman player, and he was playing on his last start on a minor medical exemption. He had already set his mind that he was probably going to head back to the Corn Ferry Tour because he couldn't keep his uh, his status. He was playing in the Puerto Rico Open. His uh, best finish prior to that tournament was a tie for 11th. And some unknown reason, something magical came over him and he wins. He won the Puerto Rico Open, got his tour status for two years. And I just love that as a feel-good story. Probably a lot of, not a lot of people remember that he won. Probably not, not a lot of people watched that he won. But playing on your last start in a medical exemption and getting the job done is something spectacular. Adam, it's... Uh, to me, it's feel good story. Totally, and and there are a lot of good, a lot of great feel good stories. But to have that pressure on yourself, to have to have to execute. I totally that way forgot too. about it, Adam. I mean, when Bob's bringing it up here, that's kind of part of that's kind of part of the how, what I love about this show is you know, getting to my age, Adam, you forget all this stuff. So it's fun listening to you guys. Talk. <laughs> all right, guys, Adam, it's over to you. Three forty-eight. <laughs> Oh man, that is sweet. Yeah, you know, Mark, it's funny. I, I love doing these shows because it, it makes you think, oh yeah, that happened. Or oh yeah, that happened. And oh yeah, a major thing that happened this year was the RBC Canadian Open because the week of the RBC Canadian Open is my winner for a, a multitude of reasons. But first of all, us doing live shows on location, on the rink hole, on the 16th hole, that was an incredible experience. All the reaction we got, 
you know, our live guests, Mark and I, we did play-by-play of Jeff the O-Dog, O'Neal uh, and the Pro-Am, Lawrence Applebaum taking the wrong club, playing the hybrid. We didn't really like that play, which is pretty funny. Uh, and then everything and how we handled the whole live situation until the ball was, balls were put in the ground on Thursday. And then it was all systems go for the RBC Canadian Open. And what a finish it was. We were all there on that 18th hole. What a wild scene that was. What a celebration of golf in Canada after. After a bizarre start to the week with Liv and everything that was going on overseas. And we absolutely had an unbelievable week. A, as the TSN Golf Talk Canada brand, but just for golf in Canada, it was just an awesome week. Okay, my weird this year is... Scotty Scheffler and Scotty Scheffler had a great year on the golf course. He, you know, won his first career major, got to world number one, but he also had kind of a weird injury that might be referred to as too much information. Let's take a listen. It's probably TMI, but I had a, what's called a pilonidal infection. It's an infection at the top of your butt crack. Um, you can look it up. It's, it was, it was, um, it was really hard for me to bend down. It was really hard for me to make a swing on Sunday. Walking was actually extremely difficult. I don't know if you, if any of you have ever had something like that, but if you talk to someone that does, it is excruciatingly painful. And um, yeah, it was it was brutal. But outside of that, it's just one of those things that just it, it just happens. And uh, you know how it happened? Yeah, I'm not gonna say it here. I'll tell you after because that would really be TMI. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark, I mean, maybe don't go into that much detail, Scotty. Well, what do you think? Well, unlike Bob's list, uh, my personal highlight of the season was the RBC Canadian Open in the week there, uh, wearing all the hats we wear. So uh, I'm with you on that. And you're weird, Adam. I did not forget this at all. This is burnt in my memory. Oh, this yeah. And it is. From now on, this is, should be referred to as a lower, lower, lower back injury. I, I think so. And I just, you know, we had the upper body, lower body injury in, yeah. in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe just stick to, you know, you're just maybe a little tight or a little sore, Scotty. Okay. And my what this year, Bryson DeChambeau versus the gallery rope. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> this wasn't exactly pay-per-view. You know, you could could have watched this anywhere. Bryson DeChambeau is this big macho guy. Hits a shot, miles offline, surprise, trying to get back into the fairway. And he gets clotheslined by the gallery rope. The fans go wild. He can't see anything. He's gasping for air. He's gasping for breath. Oh, my God, Bryson, what are you doing? And then, you know, obviously he recovers. Spoiler alert, he recovered. And then he does this social media video where he's sort of like shadow boxing against a gallery rope. Bob, talk about cringy. That was a little bit weird. I think it was Patrick Harrington who did a uh, how-to rope to him for the next time. So it said, here's how you do it. You lift it up and then you walk under and then you put it down. I mean, so many people sort of took shots at, uh, good-natured shots at uh, Bryson. But uh, yeah, that the, the whole thing was just a little weird. But that's Bryson. Yeah, and and Bryson's lo- Bryson loves his science. And I guess it's uh, it's a pretty easy, or pretty hard science for you, Bryson. Just, you know, lift it up and go under. I'm sure we won't have any shortage of Bryson in our three dub for next year. That's it for me. Mark, over to you. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, boys, my winner is Rory McIlroy. Okay, it was another major list season for Rory McIlroy. I get it. 
But the fact that Rory has the eye of the tiger back, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's playing for something bigger than himself in his mind. He became the face of the game, the face of the PGA Tour, returned to number one in the world, the FedEx Cup champion. And I think he's sitting on a perch getting ready for what could be just a monster year in 2023. Rory McIlroy, Bob, taking the torch and running with it and saying, I'm the guy. He's my winner for the year. Part of that is his experience again at the RBC Canadian Open and what he's done for our national championship the last time out. But for me, Rory McIlroy, slam dunk Bob, my winner for all the reasons out. No doubt that uh, Rory McIlroy was the guy this year on so many different levels, on the course, off the golf course, with the comments he's making. Um, you know, he is becoming the most influential person in the game of golf these days. My weird guys, and this could quite easily have also been my what, but the year of Phil with a microphone, the year <laughs> of Phil with an interview, the year of Phil with an interview that he doesn't believe was an interview, uh, the the Shipnuck book, uh, the I mean, it was just one thing after another about Phil Mickelson this year, uh, comments that came from left field. Uh, the foot in the mouth disease the entire year. Phil Mickelson basically made headlines. It seemed like almost weekly this year and never were those headlines ever created for a shot he hit on the golf course. I have never seen so much news created in a 12 month news cycle for an individual in a sport for everything but the sport he played it was shocking, and I got to ask you both, Adam, Bob. We'll start with you, Adam. Is this over for Phil? Has he learned his lesson? Does he stop the foot and mouth disease in twenty twenty three? No, no, he doesn't at all. I, I, I think. I mean, it was. I remember the first press conference he did. He did one in London uh, for after not after not defending his title at the PGA Championship after not playing in the Masters, of course, and part of that was suspension. But for for Phil Mickelson, he just seemed like a different human being, and he go, goes to the U.S. Open and he's sort of he's thinking about what these people are asking him, and he's just not answering anything. It was it was bizarre, but and we saw later in the year Phil was opening his mouth again. He was he was saying, "Oh, I'm on the right side of things uh, on Live and not the PGA Tour." It's just a bizarre turn after one of the great feel-good stories in the history of golf back in may of 21 when he won the pga championship and now he is where he is he's not stopping anytime soon and to me out of all the remarks through all the, the fake apologies for all the apologies and then going back and putting his foot him up again it's the greedy bastards of the pga tour is the line that stands out to me as the most shocking offside line because bob no matter how much you agree with the direction you're going, no matter how much you think you're on the right side of history, no matter how much you think that you're justified for what you're doing and what you're saying, even though you've apologized for it, so apparently you didn't really apologize for it, it is the aggressiveness towards the organization that gave you and your family a platform to become so rich, you should have enough money for every generation to come. To me, that's the most shocking. So what's the most shocking for you? And is the foot and the mouth disease over next year? Or does it continue with Phil? Well, he doesn't seem to have learned his lesson about what to say and when to say it, because he seems to apologize now more often than not. To me, 
the, the most shocking thing is his game. His game is horrible. He has not been a factor anywhere in this live league. And I don't know if this is the end of Phil. We talked uh, in another show, uh, I think earlier this year about how the live players were, you know, were they able to stay competitive? Were they able to stay charged? It sure doesn't look like that for me with Phil, but um, there's a lot of reasons to kind of be disappointed and perhaps even sad for Phil Mickelson. My what this year, guys, it just burnt in my memory. I'm not good with heights, okay? <laughs> if I'm traveling with friends and someone gets near a ledge or someone gets on a balcony, I have, I'm like, can we get inside? Can you guys, it's not even just me. I need everybody in the room to come inside. I'm just not good with it. Jordan Spieth's approach at the eighth hole at Pebble Beach. I mean, literally his left foot slips. I mean, this could be tragic. I don't know what he's thinking as a husband, as a father. I mean, Adam, you played Pebble this year. You stood there. That's got to be, I said that Cameron Young's uh, tee shot at, uh, sorry, Mito Pereira's tee shot at the PGA Championship was the worst decision on a golf course all year. But it might be Jordan Spieth trying to hit that shot at eight at Pebble. Well, as our caddy said on that day, they have a story to tell every time they, they, they're they looping for someone who's playing that hole. Because if if you if you drop, like, you're dead. Like, there's just no other way to put it. You just go down. Like, it is down the steepest of, of cliffs, really. And for Spieth to play that shot was pretty stupid, but he... He did it and backed away. But I mean, that was uh, probably the most eye-opening shot of the year, put it that way. Uh, before we go to break, uh, honorable mention, guys, because we all could do an hour on Patrick Reed, his <laughs> lawsuit, and the year that was Reed. We'll leave it at that. On the other side, breakout player of the year. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X golf ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back to our year in review special right here on Golf Talk Canada. And we just wrapped up our winner's weird and what of the year. We still got surprises, disappointments, and predictions to come. But let's look at the breakout player of the year guys this is going to be a short conversation because can we all agree that breakout player of the year hands down is scotty scheffler bob is there anybody else in the conversation um depends on how you look at it obviously but certainly scotty scheffler's performance is stunning it's it's unequaled uh, i had written down a couple other guys i mean I, I think you look at cam young had a good one i even looked at max homa you know, Max Homa had a really good, solid year, three wins since his first start uh, of last season. So there's other guys, but nothing compares to uh, to what Scotty Scheffler did. I, I completely agree with you. I, I believe there are some honorable mentions here. I think Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Max Homa. I think there's definitely a list of honorable mentions. And there's another name I'll throw at you guys as well in a moment here if you change the criteria of Breakout Player of the Year. But Breakout Player of the Year 
usually is looked through the lens of someone who has won for the first time, someone who had a bunch of potential and finally reached that potential. And under the basic criteria, Adam, I think Scotty Scheffler, who was not a winner on the PGA Tour, but had done everything but win on the PGA Tour, including a huge performance of the Ryder Cup, to then win a major and win four times and contend and almost win the FedEx Cup, to me, that is the slam dunk category of the season. Oh, especially in winning four times in a 42-day span. It was a remarkable run by Scotty Scheffler up to world number one. And, you know, Bob, you mentioned Cam Young. I also had Max Homa written down. From a Canadian standpoint, how about Taylor Pendrith? I would call this a breakout year for sure, given the fact that he was injured and he comes back really out of nowhere on, on a global stage of, you know, people really knowing who Taylor Pendrith was aside from us in Canada and goes and has an unbelievable end of the summer, makes the President's Cup team, plays okay, didn't get the results he wanted, but he's a guy that I'm really looking at for next year, that he's going to take the experiences of playing with, he probably hasn't faced the, the nerves that he faced at Quail Hollow, and he's going to propel that into a great year in 23. So he's one of my breakout players of the year for sure. All right, I'm going to throw another name at you, gentlemen, and stretch the definition of breakout player of the year. Because it's not that this player wasn't on the global stage. It's not like he wasn't a winner. And it's not like we didn't know who he was yet. But if you want to talk about somebody who potentially has found another gear and kicked in the door and is ready to find the next level and really broke out in 2022, Tony Finau, guys, is a name that we have to seriously consider. Again, it's not that he hadn't won before, but Bob, this guy is now a closer. He won three times in the calendar year of 2022. He found, not only did he win, he won in dominant fashion. And the next thing for Tony to do is to win a huge event on a global scale, whether it be a player's championship, win at Riviera, win a major. Tony Finau has figured out not only how to play on Sundays, how to roll a rock. Watch out for Finau, Bob. Uh, Fino seems to have that uh, confidence factor dialed up to uh, to 100 right now. And just so many times how close he came without winning. So many times he lost tournaments, either was beaten or, or you know, beat himself. But now he doesn't seem to be doing that. So certainly you could put him in there. And I'll give you one more name just because we've got to uh, think a little bit wider here. How about Athaya Titicol on the LPGA wow. Tour? Yes. Who broke out. And uh, ended up being at number one at one point in this season after such a glorious season that she had. So there's, as you say, Mark, there's different ways of measuring number one. And there's uh, lots of ways to look at it. But Scotty Scheffler is certainly uh, the tops, no matter how you kind of size it all up. Adam, winning breeds winning. You hear me say it all the time. You're creating an environment for someone to win and then they believe they can win and then they expect to win and then they have the tools on how to do it. I think we've landed there with Tony Fina. Have we ever? And for a guy who's one of the great ball strikers in the PGA Tour has been for such a long time, the putter has always been his make or break. And now mentally, it seems like he really has it. Look out for Tony Finau come 2023. In 2023, and that's a great segue because in our next segment, we will look at disappointments of the year that was 2022. But we'll also look at surprises and predictions. And in those predictions, I want a name from you gentlemen on who you think will be breakout player of the year in 2023. Has he or she already been on our radar this year and is going to take the next step? Or is it a name that we are unfamiliar with? 
or are just starting to get comfortable with. We've had some really nice performances by rookies in the first part of this wraparound schedule, i.e. Uh, Taylor Montgomery is, is a name. Are there is there a name like that that we've been introduced to in the first part of this wraparound schedule that is all of a sudden going to be breakout player of the year? Or is it someone who came close in 2022? We'll do that. We'll do disappointments. We'll do surprises and we'll do predictions all coming up on the other side. This is our year in review special right here on Golf Talk Hit. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Welcome back to our year review special here on Golf Talk Canada. So much still to get to. We're going to get to some predictions. We're going to have some fun. I like this segment because it's it, this is no holds barred. This is an anything goes Chicago street fight, gentlemen. It means anything you want. And I'm going to kick it off because, you know what? I want to hear disappointments because if Mrs. Golf Talk Canada was here, she'd tell you that one of the things that I love more than anything is complaining. In fact, part of my one of my nicknames around the house is Emperor Complainicus. Nothing I like more than a good complaint. So let's start with the cup half empty. What are your disappointments for the year of 2022? Bob, when it comes to you, for me, right at the gates, top of mind is, I mean, we had to wait for Mackenzie Hughes at the wraparound schedule to get our first Canadian male win of the year. For me, that long without a win and our Team Canada performance at the President's Cup after we were so pumped to have two Canadians on the President's Cup, to me, that leaps out of the page disappointments. Where are you going with disappointments? Uh, I had, yeah, I had the uh, the Canadians. I thought, especially Corey Connors, I thought he really looked certain kinds looked a little bit nervous over some big putts, and it's a big, big, big atmosphere uh, when we were there. Uh, Taylor Pendrith actually played pretty well and really kind of got the short end of the stick in terms of his opponents, who certainly played a lot better. But that was one. Uh, I also had down here that um, I, one of my biggest disappointments is that none of the players who left to live, except for Harold Varner had the cojones to admit that they were going there because they got big fat checks. They all just kind of said, Oh, it's for growing the game. And this is a better opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And that's just, you know, come on. I'm pretty disappointed at that. Um, and then the other one, two other ones that I had were, uh, I was disappointed that Tiger Woods didn't make the cut at the open championship because I thought it would have been great to see him play the last two rounds and walk up on a Sunday. It was kind of a neat, closing anyway across the bridge and the players let him go ahead and Rory was walking on the other hole and all that synergy that that happened there and then the other one was that next year the RBC Canadian Open is not one of the elevated tournaments after such a glorious start here now there are lots of reasons why that happened and that'll probably be changed in the future years but for next year anyway it's a little bit disappointing it's kind of sandwiched in a weird spot again it almost feels like the week after the British Open spot and hopefully we get a decent turnout after such a glorious year this year. Before we leave you, Bob, and get Adam's disappointments, uh, to go to cup half full, not you know, not that we're at surprises, but is minus the elevated status. And we believe that those tournaments are going to rotate. We believe that four of those positions are going to move around. And 
at some point, the RBC Canadian Open, like the RBC Heritage next year, which is an elevated event, that the RBC Canadian Open will take its turn in the rota. Uh, with the with the exception of that, I think the new schedule is a huge win. I love the FedEx Cup ending the season. I'm not interested in the FedEx Cup continuing after the Tour Championship. I like that we're going to actually have an end of the season and then a start. There will be golf played. We're all waiting to see how that fall shapes up and look like what it looks like and what it means. But the new schedule to me, Bob, is a win. Is it a win for you? It's a win for me. I'm a little nervous about these guys playing all these tournaments. There are some crunch times for sure around some of the major championships. I think it's going to be a trial by error first season and they'll, they'll adjust it. But um, asking guys to play a whole bunch of tournaments uh, in a very condensed period is good. And also good is, yes, there is an end to the season. There's no more wraparound. I love that part. All right, Adam, before we get your disappointments, because I know you got some, same question with you, the schedule. I, I see way more pros than cons. I agree with Bob. We got to still figure our way through this. They got the John Rahm rule now that they're allowed to skip an extra event that originally was not part of the announcement because Rahm uh, voiced how challenging it would be for some of the international players still playing a lot on the DP World Tour, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Work in progress, but way more wins for me. Way more wins. And anytime you have all the top players in the world playing together in one tournament, it's a major victory. Whether you're a casual golf fan, whether you're co-hosts and producers of Golf Talk Canada, it's just a major victory for everyone involved. So I, I think I think the schedule itself is a big win. Now, to uh, to Bob's point, the Canadian Open being not being an elevated event is certainly one of my disappointments as we look forward uh we mentioned on an earlier show john rom's performance at the major championships he was on my list as well as a disappointment how about colin morikawa though after the masters he only had two worldwide top tens the rest of the year which was sort of like "Hmm, this is sort of an interesting interesting little time uh many of the players Bob, like you mentioned too, talking about live, didn't talk about why they actually went to live. We think anyway, in terms of financially, but I, I really pinpoint Cameron Smith after winning the open championship and just how defensive he got. That was very disappointing to me after the, the historic victory, the comeback fashion, the way he did and the way he sort of backpedaled as best that he could. That, oh, I'm not going to live. Okay, buddy, you're actually going to live, of course. And then speaking of live, my last disappointment of the year was actually a tweet from one Graham McDowell, who, and this could have been one of my three dub of the year as well, during the, the Open Championship, because he didn't make it, he tweets out, quality viewing at the Open, the unpredictability of the old course from bounces to weather is unlike anything in golf. Can't turn it off. Thinking pace of play might have improved with a shotgun start. What do you guys think? I mean, Grant, like, come on, man. Like, like, what are you talking about? I'll go back to what Bob said. Harold Varner III is the class act in all of this. Yeah. For being honest, for calling it for what it is, and not jamming Kool-Aid down everyone's throat. No, we're not going to drink that. And not, we're not going to go to the top of the mountain and wait for the spaceship with you, Graham. Okay. End of story. Full stop. I'm with you a thousand percent out of absolutely ridiculous. To me, I think Morikawa and John Rom to a certain degree. Rom may be less so because he did do some things away from North America, but it's a bit of a lost season for those two, especially for Rom coming in as world number one and Morikawa coming in with just so much major clout, best iron player in the world, yada, yada, yada a bit of a lost season for both those guys. All right, Scully, what about surprises? Uh, let's stay with you. 
What were your surprises? And are they cup half full? Are, are they positive surprises for you? I know Tiger Woods playing four rounds and making the cut at Augusta is a positive surprise for me. It's a little disappointing that we didn't really kind of see much the rest of the way and we have to wait the silly season to get more Tiger. But four days in Augusta was a pleasant surprise. It was a surprise that he actually played golf period in 2022 i know last year we were sort of earmarking maybe the open because it's flat you can maybe walk but you know the fact that he played and shot under par in the first round that was just like nothing we'll ever see ever again in terms of watching golf how about steven alker on pga tour champions has this remarkable year and like really comes out and he could have been a breakout player of the year if you want to call it that as well but to make the money he did more money than he made combined in his first 25 years professional golf that was something i also had scotty scheffler here as a pleasant surprise of the year for me and even to live golf getting off the ground is a surprise for me because i i always thought this was just going to be it might last a couple of weeks it might not even happen but the fact that they did and they got the players that they did I mean, kudos, kudos to them for getting this far. Who knows where we're going uh, here going forward. And then I mentioned this on another show as well. Patrick Cantlay in the majors is a surprise in a glass half empty because this is a guy with so much talent, especially after the FedEx Cup in 2021 to go out. He did have one top 10 in the majors, but still three career top 10s for a guy of that talent is just puzzling. It's amazing, Adam, what $1 billion can actually accomplish. Okay, (laughs) Bob, you surprises along the way, good or bad. What stood out for you in 22? Uh, A couple of good surprises to start off. I I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see Will Bateman win the uh, Fortinet Cup on PGA Tour Canada. Will's a guy who's been kind of battling around on a lot of lower tours for a little while, and he really sort of stepped back before the start of this year and said, maybe I'm just thinking a little bit too deep, a little bit too much. I got too many things going on in my head. So golf is, should be a little bit of an easier game. So took a little bit of the uh, technical part out and just went and played golf. And now he's going to be uh, full-time on the corn Ferry tour. Watch that guy, Will Bateman, Will, one, one L W I L Bateman. Uh, the next one that I really liked also was on um, uh, the putting performance of two of our noted bad putters (laughs) brooke henderson last year was 60th in putting per green and regulation and moved to 20th Corey connors went from 136 to 87 in strokes gain putting those two individuals worked exceptionally hard over the last year on their uh, putting and i think uh it's starting to show in their results and now they just got to work a little bit more on their wedge play and then we'll see what happens from there but those were two kind of nice surprises for me will bateman and then these two players moving it up uh, when they get onto the greens. Yeah, those are nice surprises, and it, it's always nice to see. And it was, you know what, it was a great, not a surprise, but just a real uh, benefit is to get a healthy, expanded, successful PGA Tour Canada back on the calendar after the pandemic. You know, we celebrated our national championships and the return of a very successful, uh, you know, CP Women's Open and, and, uh, and of course, RBC Canadian Open. But the fact that we were able to have PGA Tour Canada bigger and better than ever, and it looks like bigger and better than ever next year with announcements recently of new events like Ottawa, et cetera, uh, PGA Tour Canada in a really nice spot. And, that, and that's a nice win in 2022. So congratulations to Scotty Pritchard and the, and the team at PGA Tour Canada. Okay, guys, let's do some predictions because uh, this is when we can look really foolish or really intelligent. You know, Adam has, has gone – 
off the cuff and made some very bizarre and successful Tiger Woods uh, predictions in the past. I will hang my hat on the only correct one I've ever made, which was the 2021 U.S. Open, John Rahm. I predicted right. that for like a year out, and it's the only thing I've ever predicted correctly. So I have to. Well, I mean, your TSN Edge record this year. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty, pretty, good. pretty impressive. Uh, but let's start. Okay, I'm going to go right out of the gates here, boys. And I'm going to say that Rory McIlroy will win a major next year. Uh, Rory McIlroy will remain number one in the world next year. I'm going to say that the European Ryder Cup team finds a way to win on Italian soil. They are going to be dramatic underdogs. On paper, this is going to look like a squash match that used to happen on WWF TV on Saturday afternoons in the eighties, where they put out like a 400 pound King Kong Bundy and he'd squash a local guy in a minute and a half. That's what this is going to look like. Okay. You're, but somehow, some way Rory McIlroy, John Rahm are going to infuse energy along with Matthew Fitzpatrick and the passion, the passion of the Azuri on Roman soil is somehow going to put the European Ryder Cup team back in the winner's circle. Call me crazy. I see it next year. And I also, guys, see another major for Brooke in 2023. Bob, predictions. Uh, I'm with you on the Brooke major. I think Brooke's going to have uh, a multi-win season again, which isn't really going out on a limb because she does it seemingly more often than not. So I had that one in there. I also have a prediction uh, that Tiger Woods will compete for some kind of a title somewhere along the line. And I'm not, I'm not get thinking, in the mix. I'm not, I'm not talking about the PNC father Correct. and son either. I'm talking about, he'll be in the mix. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I'm saying he's going to put himself in some kind of contention in there. I predict that we will have a Canadian, two Canadians win on the PGA Tour. We've, I've, I've sort of judging that because we've got one considering sort of right now with Mac Hughes, right? I'm predicting that it will be another one and I'm predicting it's going to be Adam Hadwin. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. playing very well. So those, yeah. uh, those are the predictions that I came up with uh, on the top of my head. Adam, what, are we, what do you got? Okay, my predictions for 2023. First off, I think the PGA Tour Netflix series is going to be a huge success, not only for golf fans, but everyone in general getting to watch the PGA Tour Netflix series. I think Brooke Henderson has another multi-win season. She's already done it five times. I think she does it for the sixth time. I also think Tiger will compete at a major, <laughs> and specifically... He'll be in the last three groups after 36 holes at Augusta. That is my prediction there. I say the U.S. wins the Ryder Cup on the road for the first time since 1993 when I was one year old. (laughs) And lastly, I think not one, but two players complete the career Grand Slam in 23. Rory McIlroy at Augusta and Jordan Spieth at the PGA Championship. Those are some bold predictions. Okay, guys, before we wrap up today's show, around the horn, anything personal for the year that's a highlight for you? And I hate to end here uh, on a sore note, but if you had to pick one name 
who might jump to live in the offseason. I'll start personal. I'm going to say at age 47, I got longer this year. Thank you to our friends at TaylorMade, and thank you to the uh, – oh, I forget the name of the program. Stack system. Stack system. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Because of that, I actually got longer in in at age 47. Didn't think it was possible. Thought maybe you could buy it through tech, technology, but it came in really through hard work and a few tweaking of equipment. So that was a highlight for me. And guys, you know, Xander Shoffley came out and pulled the plug on the rumors. It could have been quite easily for Patrick Cantley to come out and pull the plug on the same rumors. It, he has not. That name worries me. Adam, Adam, something personal and a name. Something personal. So we had uh, Michelle Liu from the Swing Lab Performance and Therapy Center on our show earlier in 2022, and she helped my body feel as loose as it's ever felt in my life. I'm hitting the golf ball way farther than I've ever had in my life. Does it go straight all the time? No, but I mean, that would be a borderline miracle for that to happen for me anyway. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that in 2023 and hopefully more uh, 348 yard bombs off the tee. In terms of a player, he's already been rumored a lot. I really wouldn't be surprised if it happens at some point in late January or into February. Mito Pereira seems like a slam dunk that he is going over to live. Uh, he just showed up with uh, Sergio at a charity event as well. So uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I, that name was there too. Bob, a name and something personal highlight of the 22 golf season for you. I, I was going to say Mito Pereira as well, but I'll go out on a limb and I will say two names for you. And I have no, no rumors. These are, I have nothing to back this up. I'm just pulling this out of my hat. This is Jason Day. Wow. Okay. He kind of fits the model. Yeah, Australia. Like go over there. And Tom Kim, because I think they're going to put a full court press on Tom Kim and offer him a ridiculous amount of money to go over. So, wow. as I say, I have absolutely nothing to base these on. Well, Most I gotta, times I have rumors. I've heard, we've all heard Mito Pereira. Right. We've heard some other ones out there, but I've never heard either of those two guys named it ever in any mentions. And by the way, guys, we only have about a minute left here. Shame on us. How is Tom Kim after Scotty Scheffler? How was not Tom Kim's name at the top of the next list, along with Homa, Finau, Cameron Young, Wills, Wills Outdoors? Tom Kim should have been right there for Breakout Player of the Year. Shame on us for not mentioning we Tom Kim. And TSN Edge win this year at the Wyndham Championship. Tom and, Kim. and you were the one who told me, look out for this Tom Kim guy. I'm like, all yeah. right, sure. Sounds good. And it, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it helps when you followed him for a few days in That's Detroit. True. So, <laughs> all right. On the other side, we'll put a bow on it. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Well, that does it for us here at Golf Talk Canada. Don't forget, we're not going away. 
Winter schedule, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Monday, TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, tsn.ca, TSN Radio, Coast to Coast. We're here throughout the entire winter and January the 23rd, January 23rd, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. We move back to two hours with a 7 to 9 p.m. repeat for season 13 of Golf Talk Canada. Where is the time gone? And then later in February, we'll kick off our new TV season with a tailor-made product special. So the new TV season kicks off about a month after our season 13 radio season kicks off for 2023. Huge news coming, monster announcements. The gang will be all back. 20 weeks of tailor-made, more and more to come in 2023. But you got to tune in January 23rd to hear all the late stuff and great stuff we're working on throughout the winter here on Golf Talk Canada. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Adam. You guys are the best. Thanks for another great year here on GTC. Thank you to all our sponsors. We couldn't do it without you. We have so much fun doing what we do, and we can't wait for next year. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360-22. Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.